The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Brianna Price. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of our sponsors who believe in advancing commerce and community here in Winter Haven. We'd like to welcome and thank Mahalik Auto Group for sponsoring Season 3 of our podcast. This family-owned and operated business was first founded in 1966 in Michigan by Ralph Mahalik Sr. The family opened Winter Haven Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in 1991 and continued to expand in Polk County, now owning three additional dealerships, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram at Posner Park and also in Lake Wales in addition to Alfa Romeo Fiat of Winter Haven. Not only are their teams dedicated to finding you the perfect vehicle, but they're also focused on building a strong relationship with the community and treating their buyers like family. Find your new ride in 2022 and learn more at www.lowpaymentkings.com. This interview was hosted by Katie Worthington-Decker. There aren't many businesses in Polk County that have been around for a hundred years, but today on the podcast, I have an opportunity to interview one of those businesses. I am excited to welcome from Citizens Bank and Trust, Greg Littleton, Bonnie Parker, and Marianne George. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank Thank you. you. So I am excited. You all were on episode two of when we launched It's Happening in the Haven. And, um, you know, we're in the 80s now of episodes that have been put out there. So, and really, you guys were sponsors um, of this podcast for season two, now season three. And so really want to thank you for your support of helping us share all of the good news in Winter Haven with our listeners. So thank you for that. So um, I want to take an opportunity for our listeners. I always take for granted that I think everybody knows everybody in a community (laughs) our size. Um, But today we have three important community members uh, here with us. And they're important to the bank, but they're important uh, beyond to the entire community. So I want to give each of you an opportunity to introduce yourself. So Greg, we'll start with you. Well, I'm Greg Littleton. I'm the president of Citizens Bank. I've been at the bank since 97 I was born in Winter Haven. I grew up mostly in Auburndale, went away a few years to school. But other than that, I've been here my whole life. Mm -hmm. Very good. Miss Bonnie? And I'm Bonnie Parker. I'm the director of wealth management at our bank. I grew up in Lake Wells. And other than the four years that I was away at school, I've been a Polk County resident my whole life. Mm, There's a common theme here. (laughs) (laughs) Marianne? I'm going to break that theme. Um, (laughs) I'm Marianne George. I'm the marketing director at Citizens Bank and Trust. And while I'm not from here, I have lived here over half of my life, and I just can't imagine living anyplace else. Mm -hmm. Well, Polk County has a way of absorbing and becoming your new hometown. So we're glad that uh, that you all are able to join us today. And you know, Citizens Bank and Trust is such an institution, obviously, in this community, and truly the the definition of your hometown community bank. You know, I I often gush about it because. 
because they know about my life changes and make changes. You know, they reach out to me and say, hey, you got married. You need to change your name on your account. Hey, this happened. Hey, this happened. And it's so, um, you know, wonderful to be able to have that relationship and not just be an account number. Um, and, and you all celebrated your 100 years in business. Um, tell us a little bit about how that year went. What were the special things that you had going on? What was the biggest highlight? Well, our you all are giggling too, so I know there's an inside joke. Well, our anniversary year was 2020. Ah, uh, yes, what a year, 2020. So we had a lot of plans that didn't get to happen. Uh, so, but because of that, we've been celebrating now for three years in a row. Right, you're like Disney. Let's just make the celebration go on going. for years. That's right. But I will tell you, um, because of the things that we weren't able to do, we found ourselves with some marketing dollars that we didn't spend for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. We got to the end of the year and we did 100 days of giving. Mm-hmm. So we took applications from any nonprofit in the county, realizing how tough 2020 had been for all of them. So we took applications, uh, grant applications. And our plan was really to pick 10 not-for-profits and give them $10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were flooded with applications mm-hmm. and the need was much greater than we could have ever guessed. So we wound up, I think it was about 30 uh, wow. organizations that we split that hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars amongst and uh, it was really really gratifying to be able to do that and I think a, a, a real proper statement for our bank in the way that we celebrated. Mm-hmm. Were there any nonprofits as you were reading through the applications that I feel like Citizens Bank and Trust is so ingrained in the community. You have members sitting on every board and involved in that. But were there any nonprofits that you learned about through this process that you didn't even know existed, Bonnie? Dozens, dozens. And one thing I really learned was that there are so many organizations who are involved with feeding the hungry. Mm. You know, we all know about the larger food banks, Kids Pack, organizations like that, VISTI. But there are so many just faith-based operations and just community social service agencies that are delivering food to people. And that was a huge eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, just the grassroots organizations mm-hmm. that are making things happen for the, the neighborhoods and the communities that they live in. It's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Yes. Marion, how about for you? So you are newer to the bank um, in, in the scope of of employment in comparison to to Greg and Bonnie. What, what has that last year been like for you? Well, uh, by the time this airs, I will have been at the bank one year. Yay, happy anniversary. <laughs> yes. So um, they were actually kind of in the middle of using those um, organizations that they had awarded money to as part of a Facebook campaign. Mm-hmm. And what I loved was, so I have basically 30 years working in nonprofit world. And so my heart was just so happy thinking that I've just joined a bank that I love, that I have a relationship with, and they're giving back in such a big way. And I had the opportunity to contact all the recipients because we did some marketing pieces um, after I started. And just from the bottom of their heart, they were so appreciative of the dollars. And mm-hmm. it made such a difference because they they touched all over the county. And a lot of the organizations are ones that I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So they really tried to do the true grassroots organizations. And that just, just reinforced my love of the bank. <laughs> Your belief in humanity. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so... 
And I think that the 100 um, days of giving really underscores um, a lot of the core values of the of the bank and and what you all stand there. You're a business. You want to make a profit. You know, all of those things. You've got employees to pay and all the stuff that goes along with, with running a business and all of that. But you're just known for being out there and for giving back. So, you know, Greg, I'll start with you, but talk a little bit about what the core values of the bank are. And can you tell us about how those values really drive your involvement in the community? Sure. And I, I really don't have a, a catchy phrase that talks about our core values. <laughs> uh, it's not on a card that everyone has to carry around not, with them. But, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully the community sees it and we live it. That's what we try to do. So I really believe that everything that we do centers around three things. One of them being uh, the community, the other being our customers, and the other being our employees, our Citizens Bank and Trust family. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think that you can leave any one of those out and be successful. You know, we certainly couldn't make a profit uh, on the backs of our employees and feel good about things. We couldn't make a big profit and ignore our community. Uh, and if we didn't treat our customers right, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here. So I really think that it has to be uh, even almost equally focused. You just can't I, – I can't see how you can take any one of those legs off the stool and still be able to sit on it. Mm-hmm. So – Everything that we do, um, we always think about and try to do the right thing. That's not to say that we don't slip up from time to time, but we always aim to do the right thing Mm -hmm. as it relates to all three of those, the community, our customers, and our employees. Mm -hmm. And I think if we do that, and that may be way oversimplified, but I I really think that gets – that makes our world right. And Mm -hmm. when we make a decision and we consider all three of those uh, those, uh, communities – it just turns out right. Mm-hmm. So over the course of the last year, you all have expanded for the first time outside of Polk County. Um, and honestly, I wasn't nervous from the expansion side of it because I'm really excited for you. But it changes the dynamics of, of the bank because now you've gone outside Polk County a little bit. Um, and the acquisition, is acquisitions a new thing for you? Most of the time you've been opening a new office, right? You haven't necessarily been acquiring um, existing banks. So what has that been like for you all? And how have you kind of communicated what those core values and expectations are to those new institutions? Let me set things into perspective just a little bit. First of all, we did do an acquisition back in 2004. Okay. Uh, We bought the old American Bank and Trust. uh, And compared to, to to this deal, that was a lot bigger deal back 15, 16 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, when you say acquisition, we acquired two branches of mm-hmm. what used to be called the Hillsborough Bank, uh, but they were very small branches uh, in terms of deposit size. They averaged about $6 million in deposits for each one of those offices. Oh. Our And just to, again, put that into perspective, our average deposit size for our offices are 60 million. So really, wow. it, okay. it was like starting from scratch, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you that I was a little bit nervous about the perspective because uh, we've seen other community banks and maybe when they start stretching their legs a little bit, they're not um, as community-minded mm-hmm. uh, in a local area anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid that folks might see that as our first step towards becoming a statewide bank. And that, that is not the goal at all. Um, I feel like we've done a pretty good job covering Polk County mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, plant uh, Dade City and Valrico are the next cities contiguous to Polk County. We've also, mm-hmm. um, we'll be looking to go to Plant City here yeah. in a few months. Uh, but, but those are not our next 
it's not uh, for us to get to Tampa or, you know, um, that's just You're not really, trying to take over the world. We are no. not. <laughs> we, we, we really, and in fact, this was a little bit of a stretch for us because um, metaphorically, we like to have our our bank so that we can kind of keep our arms around it. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, that's we can bring our folks together a couple of times a year after work without it being, a, you know, a, an all-night affair. We bring our families together a few times a year. And the farther away you get from uh, kind of the epicenter, the harder it is to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have in-person officers meetings when things are... Non-pandemic um, times. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that gets harder to do. So... Um, as far as geography goes, this is about as far of a stretch as we would want to go. But I tell you, uh, the thing that delighted me the most was all of our all of our our customer reaction here locally. They were cheering us on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't what I was afraid might happen. You know, oh, they're going to get uh, too big for their britches. Right. And that was not the case at all. They were they were really happy for us, and they were our biggest cheerleaders. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm totally fine if we just start to annex those cities into Polk County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, a lot of those communities are very similar to yeah. the communities in Polk County. I mean, there might be a county line, but Plant City could be one of us. Yes. <laughs> yes or we absolutely. could be one of them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. You know? When I was even surprised to learn the number of people that um, – uh, I hate to use the term bedroom community, but they live in Plant City, but they commute in for work in the big city. You know, they come over to Polk County to work, um, whether that be in Lakeland or Bartow or whatever. It's It really does start to blend together a little bit. Well, in fact, um, on our Facebook page, Greg's right in that people were cheering us on. Mm-hmm. And probably the, the most heartwarming thing I saw was um, a leader in our community that said, they have no idea what they're about to get with this wonderful bank. And mm-hmm. so that just kind of resonated with me. But more recently, we have a really cool Facebook post, which is a box of Whitman's chocolates and a thank you note. Mm -hmm. And when we opened our Dade City office, a customer came in to the bank and she brought them chocolates and a thank you note. She's a longtime Citizens Bank and Trust customer who lived in Lake Wales and moved to Dade City last summer. Mm -hmm. And she kept her account with us, but often had to travel if she needed to do some in-person stuff. So when she received one of our postcards that said, hey, we're we're new in town, she just was ecstatic (laughs) and just was so prompted to bring a note and some chocolates to those those ladies in the office. So, See, you love your customers and they love you right back. Don't you love that? So, um, Marion, you brought up social media and, um, you know, you guys do a great job with your social media and keeping everybody informed and all the stuff that banks normally have to do. Um, but one of the things that, you know, we really have loved to see is the way you highlight your team on social media. And, um, you know, I get excited because it's a lot of faces I recognize from their volunteer work in the community. Um, but what would you say is the benefit of sharing your team's stories and, you know, both on the, the internal side of the bank as well as the external side? Well, it started with a print advertising campaign that we did last year. And Greg said, you know, the, there's some of our employees have are here multiple generations and have done some really cool things. Why don't you go talk to them? And of course, I was new. And um, so in kind of digging through, I started finding there's hardly anybody who's just one generation deep. We have lots of fourth and fifth generations. And if it's not in Polk County, it's in central Florida. 
And and even our two new offices, our office managers are mm-hmm. multiple generations of their communities. Wow. So it just was an opportunity to kind of spotlight that on Facebook. Of course, it's always wonderful. We get the best response when we feature Facebook posts with our people in them. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets excited and shares and all of that. So that's really kind of what we've tried to focus on mm-hmm. this year. We even sometimes have a running joke of who gets the most likes that's or right. the most comments. <laughs> And I have to tell you, we have a couple of employees, a few that are from Frostproof. And I don't know if it's just because we have a big following in Frostproof, but we have a few that if you post something about them, I mean, it is, it's an <laughs> it's advertiser's dream. Oh, everybody <laughs> loves it. They love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, and there's, there's something to be said about hiring people that understand the community that you live in. And, you know, I've joked with Greg many times, probably on the last episode we recorded with you, of your ability to recruit people in this community that are, um, I mean, just community rock stars. Bonnie is a great example. Marianne's a great example. Uh, you know, Bonnie, you had a long banking career with other banks um, because you started when you were 12. That's exactly. why it's been so long. Um, but you worked for other banks, you worked for big banks, you worked for smaller banks, um, and you were recruited. Um, and the list goes on and on. And, you know, Marianne, you had a, a great career with Polk State and in fundraising prior to coming on board with uh, with Citizens. So why is that important to citizens that you focus on those people that are um, have that love of community built into them? I think it, it goes back to our core values. And if, um, you know, I joke and say that you also have to be a nice person to work at yes. <laughs> that should be the number one question yeah, in an it's, interview it's kind of a joke but it's kind of not too um, but it, it is important because of what we do and what we expect out of our folks and um, you know Marianne is a good example of the things that she did within the community and the things that she did for Polk State College um, Bringing her over took a little finesse. We have a, a really good relationship with Polk State College on right. a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was not like uh, hiring someone from a competing bank. You know, we had to kind of grease the skids a little bit before that happened. <laughs> and that can be pretty tricky to call somebody's boss and say, hey, we'd really like to hire you. Hey, you're your... on the board of trustees over there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little tricky, but yeah. we, we worked it all out and it was worth it. And we knew it would yes. be. Yes, absolutely. And really, and I have to, um, as, a, as a fellow marketing and PR person, you've just done a wonderful job over there. And um, the commercials you guys have produced over the course of the last year, and of course, radio spots and all of that, but um, really impressed with, with everything that you've been able to do over there for the marketing department. Because really, this is, um, you've had marketing team members, but you they've everyone's always worn multiple hats, which happens in, quote, small businesses all the time, right? You, they're doing the events, they're doing the marketing, they're coordinating with this, they're coordinating mm-hmm. with that. But was this a brand new role for the bank or was it kind of a morphed role of different responsibilities being brought together? We had the role in a little different form yeah. back several years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we got to um, a turning point and we, we really outsourced almost all of that. And yeah. we were to the point where we really needed to bring some of that back in. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't reduced anything that we outsourced. No. <laughs> uh, so, that so tends it, to happen. <laughs> so this setup is, it is really, I guess, the first time we've had this particular yeah. setup. And it's just, we're really, really glad. It's to now have it. managing and leveraging those outsourcing to the, the yeah. fullest ability. And, yeah. and Tinsley Creative has been with us yes. almost yes. from the beginning of when we've been doing a lot of our outreach. And, uh, and they continue to do a really good job for us. Yeah. Well, and one other thing is, you know, you talk about the local 
involvement and how we go and recruit people. Well, when Greg was thinking about talking with Mary Ann, I don't even know if I told you this, Greg, but when I was chairman of Leadership Winter Haven 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. she was in that class. That's when I met Mary Ann. She was working for the Boy Scouts at the (laughs) time. So we do, we have Roots that are very deep, and they, (laughs) yes, and they are spread wide. So, you know, usually somebody in the bank knows someone, and we do want to work with people that we're going to get along with Mm -hmm. and that are like-minded, have a good sense of humor, and will work hard, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll play hard, too, when it's time to have fun. Mm -hmm. And um, that is a real um, niche that I think we've been able to fill at our bank. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Advent Health for Women delivers nationally leading care throughout Central Florida for every stage of a woman's life. With a robust care network that features advanced GYN services and surgical technology, a comprehensive pelvic health program, and eight convenient labor and delivery locations, it's a lifetime of healthcare for every woman. To learn more, visit adventhealthforwomen.com. Well, and that also speaks to the important message for any young professionals that might be listening to this is that every volunteer opportunity you have, every career you're in, even if it's you don't like where you're working or you are giving an impression of yourself to potentially a future coworker, a future employee. Um, I was writing a, an article today for Polk Forward, reflecting on the last uh, eight years as chamber president and really 15. And, you know, I went all the way back to when I was hired at uh, SunTrust Bank. And, you know, Bonnie, you were at SunTrust at the time, and you encouraged me to get involved at the chamber. But all of those relationships and all of those connections, and when you really, I really thought about it, every job opportunity I've ever had, came from my involvement in the chamber. It's about the relationships. And even ones I didn't like, if I'd burn that bridge, man, it'd make for some uncomfortable meetings now as chamber director, you know? So it's, you really have to build those relationships over the course of time. And whether it's through leadership or whatever other volunteer opportunities you have, you're making that impression for future job opportunities. It it is. I tell young people this all the time. My previous job that I had before this one, the gentleman who hired me, he said, I remember you when you were in high school, and I remember the leader you were, and he's six or seven years older than me, mm-hmm. but he was friends of the family, and he said, I knew you. you know, I knew what you did in high school, and that was really my first way of even getting an interview to talk to him. Yeah. So it is true. You know, even in high school, high schoolers. Need to be, <laughs> you behave. need to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Marion, when you were talking to um, the team and Bree before, um, you know, you you mentioned something that kind of piqued Bree's interest. And last year, you had the board chair of the Winter Haven Chamber. You have a city commissioner still existing, uh, the president of the Winter Haven Chamber Foundation, the president of the Rotary Club of Winter Haven, the Main Street president, and the board chair of the United Way of Central Florida. And those were all positions held by citizens employees right so if that doesn't scream home talent bank i don't know what else does and all of these people work full-time jobs and perform very well for the bank it's not like they take a sabbatical year to go out and do all this kind of stuff they're extremely busy people and those positions they held hold are 
typically not the only position that they're out in the community doing. So why is community involvement um, so important to you as a bank that your people are seen and are out and are really a part of being leaders in, commu- in community organizations? I, I think it goes back to relationships. I think people want to do business with people they know. Um, Bonnie and I were talking earlier today. I, I did not have a relationship with the bank uh, I, I had one a couple of years before I started at the mm-hmm. bank, but my personal experience pretty much solidified, wow, if, if there's ever an opportunity, I would just love to work for this bank because mm-hmm. they just are phenomenal. I will never forget the moment that I emailed Bonnie and said, hey, you know, my son just started a job at Publix. We need to open an account. Um, can you help me with this? And and I expected to walk through the door and you know, her point over to the person that I was supposed to work with. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the doors, she opened the door and said, welcome to Citizens Bank and Trust to my son. <laughs> and and we sat down and, and we have a photo from that. And he sees her at Publix and he calls her by name. And I just like, that's the kind of bank that everyone should do business with. Yes. With that kind of relationship. It's people known to you, or even if you don't know somebody at the bank, you probably know somebody who does. Right, right. Yeah, and and we live here too, you know, so you talk about the fact that we're leading these organizations. Well, I want these organizations to be good and to be strong because I'm not only going to live here now, but I'm going to live here when I'm older too. Mm -hmm. And all of those organizations you mentioned make our community a better place. So, Yes, we want to build relationships, no doubt, but I think we do all have a true passion for wanting to make this place as good as it can become. Mm -hmm. I echo what they've said as far as the connections that you make and the people that you meet, but it really is about giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's really hard. You can't know what your return is on the community fest sponsorship. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you name it and fill in the blank. But I have to tell you that that I really believe that that's one of the things that makes a difference for us. Mm-hmm. And our bank has, we've experienced some really, really phenomenal growth for us over the last few years. And who can say um, why it came? But I, I'd like to think it goes back to we're trying to do the right thing for the community. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that people will remember that you know, we were the sponsor for fill in the blank, and now they have a need, and they're going to th- they're going to think about us. Right. And then and then if we've been taking care of our employees, uh, we'll, we'll be ready for them. Mm-hmm. And you know this is this is not just something that we talk about, and it's not just something that we put out with uh, put dollars out for. But uh, we did this survey back probably ten years ago, and it surprised me at the volunteer hours that we came up with. Oh yeah! And just to make sure that it wasn't a fluke, Marianne did it again, and she just finished it. And and our employees logged in ten thousand hours of volunteer time last year. And that's it, even when there weren't a whole lot of events yes. happening. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is not us putting a goal and you know throw everything against it that you can. Let's let's see if we can get to no. This was at the end of the year. Hey, what did everybody do? And we logged over ten thousand hours again. That's incredible. And I and I just really think that that's just the core of who we are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you really are an, an ever present force at events. I mean, Community Fest is a great example, and the the next Community Fest, uh, sponsored by Citizens Bank and Trust, is coming up March fifth. Um, but you know, in in 
kind of non-pandemic era, if you will, you know, not only did you sponsor the event, you sent 40 people out to the event. Now, it's a little harder to do because you don't want it to go through your staff if, if it were to happen, if someone were to get the uh, COVID. But um, you don't just throw money at things. You throw man hours at things. You have people that, you know, they might not have a job where they can get out during the day to go to a rotary luncheon or something on those lines. So giving them opportunities to still feel like they're a part and to give back, um, you know, it's, it's really important. And, and kind of Greg, what you were saying made me think about when the pandemic first hit and PPP um, started to get introduced. And of course, if you're a chamber member, you got emails from me daily on this is the update and this is how it's going to work. And But don't call your bank yet because they don't know how to, you know. But then when it came out and um, people started turning to their banks and many, if they were at a larger institution, they pretty much got told, well, that's, you, you're, it's not large enough. We, this loan's not large enough or we're only doing loans over X amount. And the number of people that called and said, what do I do? Where do I go? And knowing the relationships that you had built, you had a lot of people that just called you and said, listen, I know I'm not a client. I know I might not have my deposit accounts with you, but I know you understand what we're going through. What can you do to help me? And the number of people that you probably, um, and I know this anecdotally, I'm sure you know numbers wise, but may not have been an existing client, but you came to them when they needed that help. Um, and, you know, Bonnie's working the call center on the weekends and everybody's kind of doing whatever they can to try to help as many people in this community through this crisis. I mean, story upon story upon story about how you guys came to the rescue for small business owners in this time. Thank you, Katie. And, um, a lot of them weren't customers when we started, but a lot of them are, are now, now as a result of that. And we wound up being the, I think it was the eighth largest PPP lender in the state. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. It is. That's yeah, We're incredible. really proud of that. Yeah. 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 We had lenders getting up at two in the morning, three in the morning to input applications. I was one of them because the systems were so you know, jammed down at the beginning the Yeah, mm -hmm. that you tried to get on there when maybe other people weren't on. We worked weekends. We did whatever we could to get our customers taken care of. And it it was probably it's the hardest work I think I've ever done, <laughs> done. but it was very rewarding. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of businesses who really needed that money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. The number of businesses that survived because of the help that they could get for that. Yeah. Katie, there were days and days where our that system uh, would have our folks on their literally 23 hours a day wow. there might be an hour like maybe three to four where somebody wasn't on there working mm -hmm. and what really impressed me is um like bonnie said it was really hard work for those people in the trenches and they worked really hard and they worked really long nobody complained there was mm -hmm. just a lot of pride over the good that this was that this was doing and the ppp That's program true. overall there's no telling how many businesses we're saved because of that, and we're glad, happy, proud to have played yeah. some small role in it. Absolutely. Well, and even for us, I mean, we weren't eligible uh, for PPP as a 501c6 until the second round, so January 2021. But, you know, we are, uh, you know, we probably would have done okay. If, In fact, if you backed out the PPP, we had actually did well last year. But that peace of mind that that was able to provide to businesses, and I mean, so many... You know, now everybody's complaining, un understandably, because they can't hire enough people and they need to get more people in and all the other ramifications that have come with this just prolonged uh, crisis that we're going through. But in those beginning days, I mean, you were doing the same thing I was. You're trying to interpret a program, which is half written, 
and nobody knows what the rules are going to be on the back end, right? I mean, we're just hoping we're doing everything right. And we're getting all the information right. we need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the, at the first point when you're helping all these people, you were going to have to um, uh, do forgiveness applications. There was no automatic forgiveness then. There was no under 150000 you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you were accepting a lot um, on your shoulders that there wasn't any guarantee really that it was all going to, you know, government, that it was all going to work out in the back end. But um, it really did. And it's amazing what you've been able to do to, to bring this community forward. Yes. So, so just yeah, go one ahead, more Bonnie. thing yeah. I will tell you is that you really, I was just sitting here thinking about this. You really know you've got customers or you've got employees who really love what they're doing when you know, we didn't have to tell people, hey, why don't you try getting up at two or three in the morning? Or why don't you try on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday mm -hmm. evening? And we came up with that ourselves. You know, the different lenders, when are you able to get on? You know, we were all chatting. We had text messages going back and forth at night. If somebody got in, they said, I'm in. And we'd all go to our home computers <laughs> and start, you know, entering things. And so it, it really was almost like a camaraderie type thing. Yeah. And uh, they everybody wanted to do it because we wanted to take care of small businesses in our county that's amazing you know? that's amazing it's not because we didn't want to sleep <laughs> believe me <laughs> but we just wanted to well there were a sure lot of people going. not sleeping during that time so uh, yeah. at least you guys were up doing something productive during that time here we are new year let's talk about what's on the horizon for citizens bank and trust that you can talk about <laughs> well we've already talked about our new offices and mm -hmm. we're really excited about that uh, we're hoping Plant City will be online maybe by the end of the year. It might be the uh, first quarter of next year, uh, but that'll keep us really busy. We've got uh, some small business lending. We have our first training session on that tomorrow. That'll be a really streamlined process for small businesses. You know, unfortunately today, a lot of banks, including us, if a small business needs $50,000 to buy a piece of equipment, we put them through almost the same thing that we would a large business needing to borrow several million dollars. Right. Um, so, so we've got a, a new plan and a new process that will really streamline that. Uh, we've also got some things going on in our consumer lending area that we're excited about. We've got a really big, aggressive budget year coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, we're on the tail of – this was our eighth record year in a row. Wow. Um, so – our fingers are crossed and we're going to work real hard, but it'll be, it'll be tough to have another one, but we're going to work real hard at it. Yeah. Well, if anyone can do it, you guys can. We're going to add some new employees too. Mm -hmm. I think we've got some plans to add some new team members. So that's always exciting. And um, especially, you know, we've grown so much and um, sometimes the front end, we're bringing so many customers in, we have, we don't have enough people in the back to help help mm -hmm. us and they are an integral part of the success of the bank you might not know their names you might not see them out at a function but uh, those of us you know in the front lines couldn't make it without them mm -hmm. so we're looking to beef that up some and um, you know be able to even deliver you know service quicker you know more seamlessly mm -hmm. and more efficiently mm -hmm. I, I always uh, joke with the team there um, uh, when we talk about the back end people, I'll never forget the day I got a call from someone um, 
in, in one of your back-end departments who called and said, yeah, Katie, I'm just calling because your signature looks different than it normally looks on things. I was like, they have a human looking at their signatures? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it you know, it was a time frame I think I got married or I was signing my name differently or something along those lines. I mean, that was eye-opening to me. And she said, oh, yeah, look, I see all your stuff all the time. I know exactly what your signature looks like. I'm like, oh, okay, that's wonderful. Um, but really, I mean, it's it's how many employees do you guys have now, Greg? About 200. Wow. Yeah, that has grown. That has grown a lot. It's incredible. Marion, what are you most looking forward to in the future? Well, um, a few months ago, we did a systems upgrade. And so we have some new features on our website mm-hmm. with, and with online banking. And again, we kind of went right from that to learning that we were going to acquire these two new offices. Mm-hmm. So last year was kind of a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to um, going back and, and learning some of the systems, educating our customers and giving mm-hmm. them a good, improved customer service experience and just um, spotlighting. I'm hoping that we can do more in-person events and so we can um, get back to sponsoring and being in person yeah. and stuff and, and telling those stories on Facebook. Very good. Well, Greg, Bonnie, Marion, thank you so much for coming in and doing the podcast today. It is um, We are so blessed in this community to have Citizens Bank and Trust as one of our corporate citizens that really make sure that we're all getting taken care of and being um, uh, so involved in the community so that we have chairs and leadership for all of our nonprofits. Um, but truly, we are so thankful here at the Chamber. You know, of course, Robert Lofton is our immediate past chair. Tiffany Gosher um, is our chair of our foundation. Um, you know, we have just been very blessed to have so many of you involved in the chamber over the years. So thank you. Well, thank you. And we've been very blessed to have you part of this community in this chamber. For these years. Thank That's you. Right. Wish Absolutely. you the very best. Thank yes. you very much. He thank said you. that smiling. <laughs> thank you, Greg. And Greg and Bonnie were on the, the committee that hired me into this role. And I'm forever grateful and thankful to you both for giving me this opportunity. So again, thank you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Hello, I'm Greg Littleton, President and CEO of Citizens Bank and Trust. Since 1920, Citizens Bank and Trust has been a stable and reliable banking partner in our community. Now in our third generation of family ownership, you can count on the team at Citizens Bank and Trust to be here for all of your banking needs. From secure checking and personal savings plans to a wide range of personal, mortgage, and business loans, we have the right financial solutions for you. We also offer a highly experienced group of trust and private banking professionals who can work with you to develop your long-term financial goals. If you're looking for a community bank with a heart for people and outstanding customer service, I invite you to visit citizens-bank.com to find the office location nearest you and give us a try. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, Investment Advisory Products and Services, not FDIC insured, not a deposit, not guaranteed, may lose value. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, Greg Littleton, Bonnie Parker, and Mary Ann George with Citizens Bank and Trust. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber, 
visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you've learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winterhaven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.